0: Welcome to the Small Wins Podcast. Today, we are live streaming only to our champs in our Small Wins Society. So thanks to all of you who are jumping on the stream. And also thanks to those of you watching, catching us on the replay. We're grateful that you are spending some of your time with us today. And in fact, today, I wanted to dive into some conversation with Ian about the currency of our time. How we spend that time and how spending it affects our perception of the control that we have in our lives. And our futures and how we can better budget that time by building back from an ideal picture of what our days could look like, what they should look like, what our ideal days would be. And uh, when Ian and I were chatting about this, I realized the right place to start in this conversation is taking inventory on how we spend our time. Ian, talk about how someone needs to start taking that inventory on the time that they spend on their time.
1: You know, it's interesting, the process, I think people always want to get to the finish line, like right away without Mm -hmm. considering the foundation stones that lead you up. So like, yeah, there's always, there's a ton of strategies out there for how you could arrive at Spend the currency of time. I think there's a mindset step though that has to happen first, so that you're dutifully aware of how much you're actually spending. Like if we're gonna actually, let's just straight up take it like a currency. People always ask, like, "Oh man, how do I save more money?" Always trying to figure out how to trim back, how to live on a budget, or do whatever. But then you talk to people that are really successful and people that you Mm -hmm. would probably want to emulate in the entrepreneurial world, and their first thing out of their mouth would be like, "Well, I'd rather figure out how to make more money than live life on a budget." Now come back to our currency of time. You can't make more time. But it's interesting, the duality and the existence of the mindset surrounding that conversation space, because it boils down to one specific thing, right? We really only have two currencies in life. We either have time And we have money. One of them comes and goes and the other one just goes. Like with money, I would argue that if you find yourself investing in the wrong thing, if you find yourself spending time on the wrong thing, you can't get it back. We are a direct reflection of the energy and the effort and the focus and the attention that we gave to ourselves 5, 10, and 15 years ago. So if we don't like where we're at right now or we want to improve something on our current, we have to start today and we have to have the awareness that it's small things that we're going to do today, that will ultimately lead to the person that we ought to become five, 10 and 15 years into the future. How do you get going on that? And for me, because we spend so much time talking to other people about this, it really comes down to a few questions that I would encourage people to ask of themselves. Right. And then the first one's pretty simple. It's who are you spending time with? Gertrude Stein, famous for saying, you know, show me who you spend time with and I will tell you who you are. You hang out with Tons and tons of real estate agents. People probably think you're a real estate agent. You hang out with tons of athletes. Probably people think you're probably an athlete. right? Hanging out with the wrong people, people might think that you're not as you're earth-ended. the wrong people. Yeah, you're with the wrong people, right? <laughs> you know, we love. It's, sto- and it's the-
0: also not so much what people think about. Okay, they think you're a realtor, but you start to act and think and function as a realtor more or less. Right, like yeah, and I made mean that real big. I'm,
1: you know, all the realtors on the call are going to call me out for pointing. No, out, no, no. But much,
0: much love to. Yeah, but but,
1: you know, it goes back to maybe you're just hanging out with tons of successful people. Maybe you're hanging out with tons of people whose mindset in life is to not pursue personal growth, but to pursue other things to occupy their time and distract them. Seneca talks a lot about spending time with the people who make you a better person. And I know this, Dan, you know, you and me got to walk this, walk this life. We, We got to share the same parents. Right, but I remember all the time growing up. Mom used to tell us all the time. She was always worried about me hanging out with the baseball boys. That's what, <laughs> what she used to say all the time.
0: You were one of the baseball boys. I was one other, of the baseball. The other boys. parents were worried about me. Yeah.
1: yeah, the other parents, right? <laughs> but there's some truth in that, right? You will become like your friends. That's really what she was trying to protect me from, or you know, steer me away from. But there's that. That still rings true to us as adults. The question is. The people that you're spending time with, they help you average towards who you're going to become. Mm -hmm. So if you're averaging away from someone or away from what you want to be, because you're hanging out with someone that you shouldn't be, then like, you know, probably when you ask yourself that question, right? Like, who am I spending my time with? They may actually force you down this path of like some serious decisions about who you should be spending maybe less time with, who you should be spending maybe more time with. Are they actually helping you become better or are they trending you towards the direction of being worse?
0: Yeah, I think there's a big challenge. For a lot of us in our generation of setting boundaries. We grew up in a world without the social media influence of community, but it became a part of our existence. Now that we have so much accessibility to so many people, we think that's wonderful. We have so many opportunities to be friends with so many different types of people. I have so many cool ideas and there's so many people around me that I can engage with to make these ideas come to fruition. Right. When really I have to constantly remind myself on setting boundaries because I don't have any more time. But I keep meeting more people. And well, here's I keep- an
1: interesting follow on question, right? For like the mm-hmm. people that you, feel, that you know are inside of your influence circle, right? And there's also a handful of other famous philosophers or mindset leaders that would talk about how you are like the sum of you know, the four or the five most common people that you hang out with on a pretty regular basis. But if you're yeah. kind of curious, like, I don't know, am I hanging out with the right people? And you're so worried about your time and how you're spending your time, maybe you should ask all the people that you're hanging out with on a pretty regular basis if they actually have a strategy of how they address the time that they have during the day and how they're living their attempting to live their best life mm-hmm. if none of the people you're hanging out with have those strategies then maybe maybe you're hanging out with the wrong people yeah i mean and like okay so then the question is i'm sure that the chat is blown up again talk about strategies around time saving stuff right i mean yeah i'm talking about like are you know do you have friends or people in your life that are time that time block that would have strategies around like how they could how they could help you Learn how to figure out how to time block. Do you utilize technology like automated scheduling protocols, like through you know through Microsoft Office or like Calendly, or I mean, if you've got a CRM is your tool, do you, are you utilizing that in your life to steal back time from having to coordinate time, you know, when to meet with people, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or another strategy is uh, the you know the most important. Task first, when you wake up in the day, you write down whatever your day's goal is, and that's the first thing that you accomplish before you move forward. We talked a lot about, Dan, uh, the um, non-negotiable list, right? That kind of moves mm-hmm. into, uh, you know, how I manage my day too. I got to attack my non-negotiable list as quickly as I possibly can. Sometimes you can't, right? They're going to take up your time. Another common strategy and technique that I know some of my colleagues operate on a pretty regular basis, uh, they call it the 135 or the one or the 135 strategy. Um mm-hmm depends on who they are, but essentially you, every single day you sit down and you write out what's your one single most important goal for the day. Then you write out three medium goals that are directly related to the big goal that you're also going to try to accomplish for the day. And then you write five smaller, like miscellaneous tasks that, uh, you know, either ladder up to helping the other, the one and the three goals or or not that that this can be valuable for someone who wears multiple hats so that you're not spending your day only focusing on like one polarizing, like thing gives you a chance to make you know, hey, this is my big rock, my big goal for the day, but I've got some other tasks that I want to do. Those, these are all strategies that your colleagues, the people around you should be practicing and implementing. Mm-hmm. So you can learn from those folks. So you can sharpen iron with iron, with stoke fire with fire. Again, Seneca talks about spending time with people who make you a better person. And if you think that time is one of the things that you need to improve so that 5, 10 and 15 years into the future, you're living a better life than what you are now, your future Self looks back and says, thank you to past self. This is a great place to start because you get to do this every single day. You know, it's it's a dulled sword here, right? Like when you do a task that you know you got to restart every single day, it can feel tedious. It can feel time consuming, especially when you're looking at the like, futuristic the goal. Let's say I want to change myself between now and next year. That's 365 days. That I've got to do this task, which is manage my time correctly, and people can get overwhelmed by that. But the other thing that's more of positive mindset, thinking more in the gain and not the gap, is the awareness that every single day you get another chance to execute excellence, and there's always, always opportunity to find success when you want to execute excellence in a world of ordinary. And everyone around us, uh, though by and large, most people don't do a great job of managing their time. I do. A handful of days during the week where I do a poor job of it, but I'm striving every single day. And I can tell you right now, when I look back at myself, we'll go five, 10 years, but five, 10, 15 days in the past on the days where I executed and was like in control of my time and understood it correctly, who I was spending my time with and what I was spending my time on. And I had that dialed in. Those are the days that I felt like I accomplished a ton and had, had a lot of success.
0: We find a lot of entrepreneurs that we communicate with feel like things are out of control my business is growing, or maybe it's stagnant. The people that we coach in our community feel that they have no control over all of it. The reason why we're talking about this today, yeah, is a lot of the first things we say with the people is, "Well, where does your time go?" We want to grow our sales, but we don't have time to invest in uh, content strategies or invest in any, you know, in any marketing, either money right. or time. And it's the question right. is, well, where does your time go? If you feel that there's a lack of control, the awareness of your time, identifying your priorities. Identifying the non-essentials that you spend your time on, this gives you power, and right. it's not about controlling everything. I know Ian can go off about the Stoics' conversations and perspective about what's in my control and what's not, and I'll let you do that. I mean, that that's right almost, now
1: it's one of the hugest like cornerstone questions that Epictetus right. put at you is the key question is that's the chief task of someone who wants to you know have Stoicism be part of their life, right? Separating mm-hmm. the things that are up to us and the things that are not.
0: As I was mentioning, people want to feel like they're in more control either because they misunderstand the reality that there is more out of their control than in and when you embrace that reality you can find more success but also instead of just letting the universe tell you whether or not you have control taking some ownership of your time and how you spend it and who you spend it with gives you this control
1: yeah i think there's like a little bit of an admission that we all have to make for ourselves too around the reality that so much of the time, so much of the energy that we spend in life are on things that are actually not up to us. They are not actually in our control. We dwell on them. They work in the background. They're these mindsets, these opinions that we have that are driving our actions. And we're not even aware that it's like happening, right? Like my favorite example that Ryan Holiday uses all the time. He says, well, hey, it just started raining. I don't need to have an opinion on the fact that it's raining right now because it's not inside of my control. What isn't actually my control is like how I react to the fact that it's raining, It's my mm-hmm. thought and my opinions on the matter that are what's important, Ryan would say. And right. that's a really simple example. But so much of that is indicative of the way that we view our life, the way that we view our time in that scenario. Like, okay, cool. Are you complaining about the fact that you don't have control over the rain right now? Or are you taking stock and recognizing that, you know what, it's raining right now. I'm going to do something about that to make it be beneficial for myself, or I'm going to enjoy the
0: rain. Big deal. A long time ago, at the beginning of our marriage, we joined a Dave Ramsey financial education program. Okay, and uh, you know it was we had no money, and my we had my wife just got out of grad school, and I was working at restaurants because I wanted to be a rock star. You know, so we we were making no (laughs) money. So obviously, we needed Dave Ramsey's counsel, Mm -hmm. and learned a lot of great practices there that we kind of still use today, and have since met many incredible financial advisors that have given me a larger dose of reality that made a bigger impact on our family. But I remember the biggest thing that he said was knowing where every penny goes, no matter what you take away from this, if you can identify where all of your pennies go, that translated into so many different parts of my life. That perspective of identifying where things are going will help you know who you are, who you're becoming, what your identity truly is. Right. And I think that having the awareness of your our time And not feeling out of control to say, that's what breathing exercises are for. When you feel things are out of control, just remember that you are the one spending your time.
1: And you have control over your own actions and your own thoughts, and that's it. Yes. And the way you start by changing how you're going to exert that control is having the presence of mind to just take a moment and say, what am I experiencing in this right now? We experience everything. We're feeling everything. We're working on all sorts of stuff during like the day. If we can have a chance to pause and say, what am I experiencing in this like moment? Do I have a sense of if I'm in control or not? Am I throwing good energy at this? Am I throwing bad energy at this? Why am I beating myself up or maybe beating myself up against the wall that I'm trying to uh, trying to move that's never going to move. Do we really have control over this? Maybe a different rabbit hole for a different day is like when you're in the minutia of work and you're trying to work on something and you feel like you are in that sensation of like throwing myself up against a wall. That is an appropriate red flag or the light bulb moment that goes off that says this problem is probably solved with who and not how. Hmm. Who should be doing this task? Who do I need to add to my team? Who is the person that I can outsource this to? Who, 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 and not more of how. Because the more time you exert energy and effort against things that you are necessarily don't have quality control over or changing your energy into like bad energy, you're stripping away all of the moments that you could be working on things that you have control over, that you could be projecting good energy into, which moves you in that direction of the type of person that you want to be, the type of leader that you want to be, the type of business that you want to have. And so it's important to understand. And have the ability to take time out and say, what am I experiencing in this moment to maybe recognize, oh, my gosh, I'm working on something right now. I don't have a ton of control over. Why am I being affected like this? I need to take control over my thoughts and my actions. On how I'm approaching that. That's that's very myopic, right? That's a very individualistic moment in time where maybe you have the ability to find clairvoyancy or not, but it also ladders up to something larger that we ask we get asked by some of our champs all the time inside the academy of oh, what does your ideal day look like? What is your what does your guys' days look like? Right? You know, it's always I love asking that question to other entrepreneurs because it does give me a little bit of insight of like, I don't know, maybe they got some cool strategy tactic or tip that kind of flips the coin on the head. And the comical thing is. I've never found anyone that has like said anything to me that's like been completely like mind boggling and life changing outside of the fact that it's pretty clear when some people have a plan and pretty clear when some people don't. You know, my ideal work day is pretty, I shouldn't say work day, but ideal day, right, is wake up pretty early. have a chance to, you know, do a little bit of journaling work, you know, get started on the, my non-negotiable list, have like a cup of coffee, enjoy getting to watch the sun come up. I'm a big sunrise person. Some people are sunset people. I'm a sunrise. I'll get to go for a run. Uh, maybe spending time a little bit with my kids during the day and then go have a productive day because my day in the morning was spent setting out the tasks that I wanted to accomplish like for myself, right? So I'm spending time outdoors, I'm spending time with family, I'm spending time with self-medicine, medicate, you know, meditation, self-medicine, right? The reality though is is that all of those things that I'm doing that are inside of my ideal day, if you don't already have one that's like designed for yourself, with the, the question that you could be asking for yourself, what helped you get to your ideal day is ask yourself, is what I'm doing, is it helping me get closer? or further away from the kind of life that I want to lead, from the kind of person that I want to be. And just asking yourself that question will frame yourself looking in the appropriate direction so that you can work backwards from that. Not just designing like what your ideal day like looks like, but functionally deciding what is inside of like my control and who am I spending my time with? What am I spending my time on so that I can today Do what is necessary so that 5, 10, and 15 years from now, my life is in the direction, working on the most awesome things for myself that I really want to accomplish.
0: Totally. I'm going to kind of outline four ways for you to start engaging with this mentality of accounting for your time spent. Kind of what we've just chatted about. Yeah, yeah. First step. First step we've got for you, friends, is your awareness of your time. Yeah. I say this doesn't come easy. Because I think a lot of people, when we feel out of control with our time, we also feel the overwhelmingness of what would it take for me to truly have control? And I just don't have the time to do that right now. Instead of understand it as a process, Ian, you just mentioned, is this taking me to the person I want to become, to my future, or is it taking me away? Sometimes the excuse is easy to say, I just don't have time to work on that right now. Building an awareness of your time will take time. It involves making conscious notes of your Daily activities. This could be a simple time log or a journal, tracking where your time goes, who it goes to. This will give you incredible insights into your patterns and your habits. And this is an actionable step. You can't just think about this for ten minutes while you're slamming a Capri Sun that your kid didn't finish that was on the table after dinner. You really have to spend some time. Diving the voice into of
1: experience
0: there. <laughs> Once you spend some time building an awareness of your time, it's going to help you to start identifying your priorities and those non-essentials that we mentioned. You're, you're going to have to analyze your data. And regardless of if you're a creative mind or an analytical mind, you have to identify whether or not, like Ian just mentioned, are you going towards or are you going away from these goals and these priorities? This is going to be one of those parts of the process that is the most enlightening for you to truly see where you are leading yourself, or if the things that you've committed to around you are leading you away from what you want to become. Once you have identified those, you can start to set those boundaries. I kind of mentioned that early on. This is almost the most crucial part of all of it. Once you have the awareness, you can't just be like, oh, <laughs> that's what I do. Let's continue. You, you've got to start making some changes around protecting your time, because you protecting your time now is a gift to your future self. Is an investment in your future self when you can identify and account for your time change will happen
1: awareness of time is also really important because most people all people as human beings we have this interesting ability to overestimate what we can accomplish in the short run and underestimate what we can accomplish in the long run mm. while you were talking i i googled that real quick to see i was like i feel like someone famous said that bill gates actually had this quote most people overestimate what they can achieve in a year and underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years. And because of that inability to have the awareness of time, because we overestimate so much what we can accomplish in a short period of time, we experience or we think we're experiencing failure over and over and over again. Because we add all these things up that we think we can do, time block to smash out of it into maybe myopic things. And then we we don't accomplish that because we didn't take the second step, which I know you're going to probably lead into, but we're talking about control, knowing that you're working on stuff that you have control over and that you don't have control over. Here's a simple example, right? This is one thing I always tell myself because I still have this like, dream of like writing a book. And I always think to myself, oh my gosh, know, over the last six months, if you spent five minutes a day just writing down notes and ideas for the book, I'd probably have the book done
0: <laughs> five years ago,
1: five years ago. And I only had to spend five minutes a day. How many things could you accomplish in the next one, two, three, four, five years if you only spent three or five minutes a day working on them? Probably a lot, but most people don't, we don't think about that because we don't give ourselves enough appreciation to our sensation of awareness on the time that we have.
0: Yeah, Ian, as you mentioned, that last step is pretty much acting in your control. Once you've set those boundaries, once you've identified your priorities, once you have that full awareness of how you're spending your time, You plan and you structure that time. You effectively give yourself new routines that can optimize your productivity and your well-being. If you know me personally, you know I'm a creative guy and I have to have sessions that are unstructured. And part of my time blocking and my awareness of time gives me those times. I have blocks of time that have nothing in them and nothing is allowed to be in them because my brain needs to have some freedom. It needs to play still. And I had to learn a hard way that when I wasn't giving myself that time, everything else was of little value. Living an actionable plan of that control, giving yourself flexibility for the unexpected, you're going to feel an increased control of your time. So, when things go wrong, which they do and they will, you are not instantly triggered into, you know, spiraling into insanity. I can't handle this right now. There's just no time. Of course, there's time. You know where your seconds go, you know where your minutes go, you have an awareness. And you value yourself and your future self as we run the small ones academy and our own and our other businesses. This is an everyday conversation. It's 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 something that as we chatted on the last few episodes, our non-negotiables. You have to attack them every day. And awareness of your time is it's something very similar to that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And for the champs in the, in the academy, you guys know that when we do these 90-day challenge loops, a huge win for most folks that have gone through their first or their second like loop is is their awareness of the time that they're gaining. They're Now they're structuring their tasks, their ideal workday around the things that they know that they control and they figured out who they can offload, who, who are the who's that they can add to their system to help them not just like get stuff done, but maybe rein in control over their entire organization. It's wild, it's like this weird loop a lot of times when we think about, well, if I, if I hire or add someone to the organization to do some specific thing, you're giving up control over the actual how of accomplishing that task. Mm-hmm. Or you're not giving up control over your organization's ability to move in the direction that you want it to so that you can find success. And in yeah. fact, because you've given up control over that specific how, You've actually gained control over the organization. And it's an interesting loop that we really struggle to see in the moment a lot of times.
0: All right. Well, that's going to be a wrap for today. Ian, thanks for sitting down with me and taking the time for spending your time with me here on the podcast. (laughs) Champs, you're part of the Small Winds Academy because you were looking for a place where entrepreneurs can unite, ignite their confidence, and learn from industry experts and each other while fostering a vibrant community that empowers success and growth. So we're so glad that you're a part of this community. If you know people in your network who could benefit from this community, send them our way. And until next time. Are you in control of sales,
1: business development, or growth for an organization or everything because you're in control of the entire company? What we know is there are no obstacles you'll face in your business and entrepreneurial journey that someone hasn't already solved. And You can find those people and solutions at the Small Wins Academy. Let's face it. Every successful organization started with just one person. So why not join our community of like-minded entrepreneurs who know that the cost of entry to the Small Wins Academy is more than worth the value that you'll receive. Seeing is believing. So go to smallwindsacademy.org now. Watch our video and let us show you how Small Wins Academy builds success.